And welcome to Technology Tap. I'm Professor J. Rod. In this episode, we're going to talk about storage devices, including SSDs, NVMe, and CD, DVD, and Blu-ray. Let's get to it. All right, before we start, a little bit of house cleaning, that's what I like to call it. Thank, I want to thank everybody who came to my CompTIA A-plus tutoring session on July 1st and July 3rd. Thank you so much. I am going to do it again. Um, I'm, I kind of want to give more advanced notice. I feel like I didn't give enough advanced, advanced notice. So I'm going to do it in July again, but I'm going to do it at July 21st at 9 p.m. So I'm going to put all the information on the notes here, on the show notes. I'll put it uh, on my website, professorjrod.com, and, uh, and on LinkedIn. I'll put it on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'll put it all there. So that way you guys know it's going to be Thursday, July 21st at 9 p.m. I'm going to do another Q&A. Uh, we did about 10, 15 questions. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very good. And if you're interested, you know, just stop on by and, uh, you know, just see, uh, we'll do some questions and see, and see, uh, how far you are. You know, if you need help, if you need to do more questions, you know, if you if you get them all right, should you take the exam? I'll teach you strategies and the like, so that way you become a better test taker. All right, storage devices. All right, let's get started. So we have your SATA storage connector. SATA or serial ATA is used to attach. Storage device such as HDD, SSDs, and CD, DV, and Blu-ray drives. It's a, SATA supports one drive per port, so it's common to have anywhere between two and six on a motherboard. This replaced the older PETA IDE connector since SATA is so much faster. All SATA ports are compatible with all drives, but the port will operate again and anything with PC, it always operates at the slower speeds. So now you're thinking, what are you talking about? For example, if we have a SATA 3, uh, if we have SATA 3 drive and it's six gigabits per, per second, right? If we plug it into SATA 1, which is 1.5, right? It will run, but at the 1.5 speed. 
It's not going to run at the 6 gigahertz speed if you plug it into a, a SATA 1 slot. And there's four different types. The SATA 1, 1. 1.5 gigahertz, SATA 2, 3 gigahertz, SATA 3, 6 gigahertz, and SATA 3.2, which is the fastest, 16 gigabits per second. Next, we have the magnetic hard drive, your normal old-fashioned hard drives. Magnetic hard drives use a magnetic head to read and write data onto spinning platters. What's the advantages? Affordable in large sizes. What's the disadvantages? Not ideal for mobile use because of the spinning platters. It's not really a good idea to have them in laptops because they spin a lot. And what does spinning do? Spinning causes heat, right? For a laptop, heat is not your friend. Also, will waste battery. Uh, there's different speeds that you have 5,400 RPMs or revolutions per minute are for your laptop notebooks. Typically, 7,200 RPMs are for your desktop. 10,000 RPMs are for your gaming and web servers. And 15,000 RPMs are for your enterprise servers and data centers. And you have your solid state drives. Solid state drives uses an array of NAD flash chips to store data available in two and a half SATA M.2 NVMe form factors. What's the advantage? It's ideal for mobile since there are no moving parts and they're faster at reading and writing data. What's the disadvantage? Expensive. You pay more per gigabyte when compared to traditional hard drives. Then you have your solid state hybrid. Solid state hybrid are used mostly in uh, HDDs with a small portion of SSD, usually 32 gigs. The drive will prioritize frequently used files and place them in the SSD portion available in 3.5 and 2.5 SATA drive form factors. What's the advantage? Bigger space at a lower cost, faster than a magnetic drive. What's the disadvantage? Not all files will open quickly. Next, we have the M.2 NVMe. The M.2 slots have quickly become the preferred form factor, form factor for smaller machines and even Desktops or laptop, definitely laptops are having these M.2 drives. I know the Dell laptops have it, uh, the newer ones, they have it more. When I used to work at uh, Lincoln Tech, they were giving out laptops that were M.2 slots. NVMe, non volatile memory express, PCI, PCIe based SSD drives which provides the best performance. And they, these are, I've seen these in gamer, gamer uh, computers. You have your advanced host controller interface, which enables data drives to use native command queuing and hot swapping. That means you can swap them while it's on. NCQ is an extension of SATA protocol, which can 
optimize the order read and write commands are executed. This reduces the amount of unnecessary drive head movement, resulting in increased performance and slightly decreased wear of the drive. Hot swapping allows you to connect, disconnect SATA drives while the system is on, as long as the drive isn't currently in use. Next, we do external drives. External drives are a convenient way to expand storage on any system. They are commonly used to backup data locally and transport large amount of data physically. So we have your Firewire, your eSATA, your USB, and Thunderbolt. And they have different port speeds. The Firewire, it's uh, 400 and 800 megabits per second. The eSATA is 1.5, 3 gigabits, and 6 gigabits per second. The USB is 480 megabytes, 5 gigabytes, 20 gigabytes, and 40 gigabytes per second. And the Thunderbolt speed is 10 gigabits, 20, 40, and 80. So Thunderbolt is the fastest. They may ask you that on the exam. Hint, hint. Now, they, are, they have, are they power portable drives? What does that mean? Does that mean do they can they connect to the computer and the computer powers them or do you need an external power source like a power plug? For FireWire, you can connect them to the computer. eSATA is the only one that needs its own power supply. USB and Thunderbolt, you can connect them to the computer and it powers through the PC. And you have an, the enclosure, you have an external drive enclosure can be used to make an internal drive into an external one. Useful if you have a spare drive that you want to make into a portable or backup drive. Usually when I buy a new computer, I take the old drive out and use it as a portable. As you know, I buy an external drive enclosure until I migrate, you know, the the just the data, you know, like my documents, my my downloads into it. Because for the most part, any programs nowadays you can re-download download them off the off the web you know that everything's on the cloud nowadays so you know there's no disk installation you could just reinstall everything f for programs not documents but and even that you can put them in in google drive and then download it the only thing is with google drive which i found out earlier in the summer is that i can google drive is one of my backup along with my NAS drive. I think with Google Drive is they put everything one date. So if you want to sort by date, if you don't label them right, the documents, the name of the documents, and, you know, when you try to restore them from Google Drive, they're all going to be one date, which could be a problem. And it was a problem for me, believe me. Uh, they're available in an external enclosure, are available in SATA and NVMe drive, compatible with USB, Thunderbolt, and eSATA as connections. Uh, what happens if the drive is not recognized? You install a new drive is not recognized, verify the power and data connections, read and write failures, check data connections, Drive can be experiencing a hardware failure. Slow performance. Drive can be nearing its full capacity. Drive can be experiencing a hardware failure. Loud clicking noise. 
The magnet head is experiencing difficulty reading data from the disk. Smart self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology errors is a built-in function that detects and reports on drives reliability with the intent of anticipating imminent hardware failures. Flash memory devices, you have your USB thumb flash pen drives, which are faster, larger, and more durable than floppy disk or optical media. Meant to be used to move data, should not be used as persistent storage, like a hard drive. Don't use your USB as backup. Basically, that's what it's saying, right? Don't store, and nowadays, there's, there's uh, many excuses not to do this. Because you have Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, right? You could always save it there if you need to move it from one place to another. I know a lot of college students like to use their USB, but you got to remember, you know, if you, it's they're very easy to lose. I find a bunch of them in my classroom all the time. I remember one time I was teaching a class and one of the students says, hey, I found a USB. And when I looked in it, the student had their whole their whole life in there, their academic life. I think the student was studying to be a physician assistant and they had a lot of notes. I was able to contact the student and meet up with the student for I can give them that back, the USB, because I saw how, how much that they had on there. So uh, storage cards are commonly used in portable devices, smartphones, cameras, tablets, game consoles, Secure SD, mini SD, micro SD, and compact flash. Card readers can be used to connect storage card to a computer that does not have support built in. They used to be very popular. Uh, I used to have a card reader on my computer about 10 years ago, maybe. But, you know, again, um, maybe for a game console, you may need. But for a phone, mm, you know, no. You don't really need them anymore. So they don't really, maybe those cameras, you know, those professional cameras, um, you may need them, but yeah, you don't really need storage cards as much as you used to back in the day. CD drives. Yes, CD drives. They're still around. Compact disc drive uses a red laser to read and write data to a disc. Available in IDE SATA, SCSI, USB, and Thunderbolt connections. Common disk capacity is 700 megabytes. Disk types, there's CD-ROM read-only, CD-R recordable, and CD-RW rewritable. Then you have DVD, digital versatile disk drives. It uses a red laser to read and write data to a disk. Common disk capacities, you have your single layer, single sided, 4.7 gigs, single layer, double sided, 9.4 gigs, dual layer, single sided, 8.5 gigs, and dual layer, double sided, 17.1 gigs. You have your disk type, DVD read only, DVD video, DVD recordable, DVD rewritable, and DVD RAM, which is random access memory. You have a Blu-ray, Blu-ray drives, guess what? A blue laser to read and write data to a disc. Common disc capacity, single layer Blu-ray, 25 gigs. Mini, single layer, 
Blu-ray 7.8 gigs, dual layer Blu-ray 50 gigs, and mini Blu-ray dual layer 15.6 gigs. There's different this type BD ROM read-only, BDR recordable, BDRE recordable erasable, and BDXL rewritable 100 and 200 gigabytes. 100 and 200 gigabytes. Yeah, so they last a long time. These things can last uh, for 10 or 20 years, actually, these CDs, DVDs. But most people don't use them for backup purposes. But if you store them well, they'll last you a long time, which I'm a little bit surprised that they actually do. But, yeah, they last a long time. All right. That's it for the storage devices. Remember, uh, you know, I would like as many of you to join me for the next tutoring session. And I'm going to put it on my on my website, professorjrod.com slash Zoom. It's going to be on July 21st at 9 p.m. It's short. It's like 40 minutes. You know, it's whatever Zoom Let's me do for free. And, you know, let's see if we can build this up to see if we get more and more people. If I get more and more people in there, I'll, I'll expand it more. But uh, I'm trying to give as much notice as I can. I know the other day I kind of did like a real quick one. But I want to give you guys as much time, as much leeway as possible to come and join me for this tutoring session that I'm doing. I'm going to do... I'm at, and I'm going to do like A+, plus, Network+, plus, Security+, plus, but I want to start off at, as A+, because that's the one that's more seems to be more popular with, with people. But uh, we'll do it. We'll, you know, and then later on, I kind of want to morph into like CYSA+, and Cloud. That's that's my goal. So do cover all five, maybe Pen+, and Data+, later on down the line. But I want to do uh, A+, plus first, and see... You know, and see where it goes. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because somebody said, um, and you know, that person would know who who they who they are. It's like, wow, I listen to you all the time in my car, and now I'm actually listening to you live. So they thought it was a different experience uh, doing that. But I appreciate everyone who came on July first and July third. And for the rest of you, yeah, come July. 21st, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll put in the link on professorjrod.com slash Zoom. You'll see the link there and join us on that day. And if you can't, email me, you know, suggest alternate dates. And I'll, you know, I'll do another one on another day. But uh, so far, it's going to be that. If I decide to do it like on another day, like that day, and another day, I'll put that on my website. So just always look at professorjrod.com slash Zoom. And, you know, that's where I'm going to be putting when I'm going to do these free uh, tutoring sessions for Q&A on CompTIA uh, A-plus questions. Like I'll just, you know, we'll go through 10 or 15. We'll break it down. I'll teach you the strategies and and how to answer these questions, right? Because then they're not hard. You just have to read them, right? It's like I said, that's a strategy. Really read the question. And, uh, you know, I'll teach you how I do it. And that way, 
when you go and take the exam, you do the same thing and you become a success. So that's the goal here, right? We want everybody to pass their exams and then uh, emailing. And then you email me, you tell me, hey, professor, guess what? You know, I was able to pass my exam and, you know, and then we'll do Network Plus and Security Plus. You know, we'll, we'll, when we get more interest in, in, in what people want and, and you know, we'll, we'll do more, you know, maybe I'll do one on, on Network Plus next. Um, but, you know, if you're interested, again, you know, if you show interest, email me, uh, com, and just tell me, hey, I'm interested, you know, in... And you doing a, a Q and A on Networking Plus or or a Q and A on uh, Security Plus, and I'll do my best to to do it. I mean, summertime guys, take advantage. Summertime is a little you know it's a little dead for me, so I have an opportunity to do these things before the semester starts up again in September. Not that I won't do it in September, but now I have a little bit more flexibility, right? So once school the semester starts, it gets a little bit tough to do it. But I'm still planning on doing it in the fall anyway. I know it's summer. I know everybody likes to be out. Listen, I love the Yankees. You know, I, I go to Yankee games all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm, I want to do this and see and see where this takes us and see if we can do this and, uh, you know, bring up this community of people who want to change their lives and, and change their family lives and, and uh, you know, do better. Because that's that's what the goal is here, right? We we all want to do better. We all want to prosper, and 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 we all want to make our families proud of us. This is why we do this. This is why we take the extra step to study. This is why we go and pay for our certifications. You know, this is why we pay for you know if you're taking any any classes, right? All that is a sacrifice that we're doing. So it's you know, and I I just want to be here and help you with your journey. If you let me. So join me Thursday, July 21st, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll do 10 to 15 questions. You know, it's only, you know, we'll do. And if it, you know, if it expands, if it gets popular, um, obviously I'll do more. We can, you know, I'll get a real, real, so I put my hands in quotes, Zoom account. That way we can do it, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. I think that would be more fun if we can do that. But, you know, it's up to you. Got to generate interest, right? All right. That's going to put a wrap on today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you on the other side. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions, art by Sarah and music by Jacom. You can email me at professorjrod at gmail.com.